more beer on here. Whoop, we're live. Hey, hey, everybody. Um, this is Andres. I am the host of the Ponytails podcast. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. If you are listening live, hello, hello. If you're not, well, we go live on Thursdays at 7 Central and Sundays at 4 Central normally. But, you know, this month we've had some flexibility because people are parents and they have kids. So <laughs> if this is your first episode, uh, welcome to the show. This is the podcast that talks to people about their time selling books door to door. Uh, it's a crazy internship with Southwestern Advantage where kids go work 80 hours a week, going door to door and straight commission, getting college credit halfway across the country. It's a whole thing. Google it. Um, but we have a really cool month this month because we are only talking to people who got married because of the fact that they met through or on or during the internship itself. So it's been a whole month's worth of episodes this way to celebrate Valentine's Day and love and all that fun stuff. Uh, and today is no different. So we have Andrew and Jess Bergman who are going to be joining us here in, in a bit. But before I bring them on the screen, of course, we do our natural uh announcements so feel free to skip this if you're listening to the recording uh but i wouldn't because there's some cool announcements that you might not have heard from before number one being that our bizzler trip is still on for sure it's people have been asking still about like is this still happening yes it's it's happening if you haven't gotten registered yet make sure you do there's going to be a link at the bottom of each episode uh, so you can go back to previous episodes or you can look at the description of this episode below and there will be a link for information on how to get registered for Bizzler. Bizzler is going to be our alumni incentive trip, incentive trip, similar to the Sizzler trip that you could win uh, with Southwestern. And essentially it's going to be through August 15th through the 19th. Uh, about $1,500 per person. Spouses are welcome, but you are invited if you sold books for at least one summer. Uh, you can come out to the trip. For helping us prepare for this, though, uh, we've been working with Elevate Wellness. Uh, so big shout out to our friends out there, Seth Hood, Joe Ignas, Zane Gallagher. These guys have uh, been getting us into shape. So uh, we have partnered with them in an effort to help them uh, grow their business, but at the same time promote Bizzler. And so basically what they're doing and what they're helping people do is get into shape uh, in a way that's healthy. I'm down 13 pounds. You can start to see my abs again. I'm not going to show you on camera because nobody needs to see that and nobody wants to, uh, except for my wife. But uh, if you guys want to get into shape in the right way, a healthy way with good nutrition, good diet, good uh, workout tips, and and just have someone keep you accountable, these guys have been an excellent people to work with. They're helping me uh, elevate myself mentally, emotionally. It's been a very healthy and uh, enjoyable ride so far, although I do get my ass kicked every once in a while. So get a hold of me. Uh, make sure you message us so we can get you in touch with those guys about more uh, about how to get into shape. Uh, we're also brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is a pest control company, but uh, Nick Warner is the one that we work with, and he is looking for people to go out this summer. So if you're looking for a summer thing, if you're like, man, COVID kind of kicked my ass and I need something to do this summer to kind of get my finances back and to get make sure that you're you know, uh, back on track financially, or if you're just looking for something to do, maybe you're bored, maybe you're a teacher, I don't know. Get on with Aptive. Aptive is going to help you ensure that you can get some pretty good solid cash for the summer. Uh, they provide you with housing, territory, and uh, of course, the training that you need. Really cool uh, company to work for. A lot of philanthropy stuff that they do as well. So if you're wanting to uh, get involved with some of that stuff for sure, make sure you reach out to us. We can get you in touch with Nick so you guys can have uh, you know something to do for the summer. 
Also, episode 82, Aaron Raleigh. There's a lot of details on like the ins and outs of the company and how, how what it's like working for them. So make sure you reach out to them or you listen to that episode if you want to get more details. It's pretty pretty cool company. And then finally, uh, if you guys don't know Will, you should. Uh, Will Metcher is also one of our partners. He's coaching us uh, through Southwestern Consulting. But uh, specifically, Will is a person that is uh, making sure that he helps people suck less. And we suck a little less every time we talk to Will. He's given us a lot of direction, making sure that our goals are in the right place. And the reason that our success uh, with this podcast is coming through is because Will's kind of given us a good sense of direction and a good sense of, of orientation. He's a pretty smart guy and he's pretty good at helping people do better uh, with, with their life. And so if you guys want to get involved with helping Will help people suck less, if you guys want to help learn, uh, if you help teach people how to be better versions of themselves, uh, Will is looking for coaches to come and help him. He's actually kind of full of, of, uh, like his schedule is pretty packed. And so now they're looking, he's specifically looking for more people to help him uh, coach others. This is particularly applicable to you if you sold books. And so on that note, um, that is all the announcements I think I have for today. Big shout out to uh, our historical park in Bulgaria. Uh, it's uh, operated by a couple of book guys as well as some non-book guys, but they're pretty cool. They sent us this mug and this is amazing. If you don't haven't heard, uh, they're doing this amazing project in Bulgaria where they will help, uh, where they're like getting, uh, they're getting a ton of uh, uh, d- uh, investors into this project, multi, multi-million dollar project. And it's huge. It's, it's actually quite uh, in- impressive what they're doing. They recreated, uh, all of the history that is in Bulgaria, which is like the Roman Empire and all this different stuff. And it's pretty amazing. So uh, big shout out to them. They, they're they uh, our partners and they sent us some pretty cool memorabilia from the park itself. Some of our business in the future are going to be taking place there. It's pretty amazing if you haven't looked it up. Historical park in Bulgaria. Um, so on that note, I think it's time to bring on our guests for today. Um, let's see. Where are you guys? And wow. Yo. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, oh man, how are you guys? Oh, dude, just great, man. How about you? Good. Are you drinking? Mm. Yes, you're not. Yes. Betcha. I'm pregnant, so I've got a really strong Diet Coke. Really strong Diet Coke. Really pregnant. strong Diet Coke. Andres, I got Grand Island's finest can cater, man. Rocking oh, that's right. Snow beast. Dang. Wow. That's amazing. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Andrew and Jesse's guys are studs. Uh, three summers each. They sold from 09 to 2011. So 09, 10, and 11. The summer right before I got here, I actually met Andrew at your sister's wedding. Uh, I sold with your sister, Carissa. And then I met Jess because she was living with some force people uh, at the time in Lincoln. You guys are now living in Grand Island, but you guys are studs. I mean, I, uh, yeah, y'all had top first year summers, hit PC multiple times, chairmen's multiple times, just really tough workers, of course, from the force because the force is the shit. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. and now you guys live in Grand Island, the yes, island. Oh, man. Way Good old hometown. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's dig in. Cheers to you guys, you and your Diet Coke and King yeah. Cater. We're not sponsored by King Cater, but we could be. Hey, you should let them know. We need to work on that. And work on that. All right. Well, as usual with the with the couples, um, we've kind of gone chronologically because that's just what kind of makes sense. We just take turns here and there. Sure. We can start with Jess because ladies first. But normally the question we start out with is, hey, how did you get into this whole thing? Little did you know is you're going to meet your husband and the source of 
you know, all of this stuff that's going on in your life right now. But let's rewind the clocks. Who were you? Where were you? What happened when someone came up to you and were like, hey, what are you doing next summer? So I feel like I'm, first of all, I don't feel like I'm the typical book kid. I feel like the stars kind of had to align for me to sell books. Um, Small town girl went, graduated high school with 30 kids. That's five towns combined to make that 30 kids that I graduated with. So like real small town, Nebraska went freshman at UNL and it was a class survey that I, of course was like, sure, I'll learn about something. But I always knew I wanted to be a physical therapist or like something pre-health, but I was open to like MD, PA. So I was in this pre-health class and that you shadow different ones and they talk about the professions and the lecture this day was specifically on building your resume and that like good grades aren't enough. You need stuff on your resume. And I freaked out because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in college. I don't have anything on my resume. Like in high school, I was from such a small town. I had everything. Like I don't have anything. Like I'm not going to, my future is falling apart. And that night I got called about Southwestern. (laughs) And so I didn't even care about the money. I was like something for my resume done. Sure. I'll come. So I went and heard about it. Grant Greeter actually ran my info session. I didn't realize that was like a big deal at the time, but I vividly remember like he was talking about his Disney internship, you know, and that he got paid to sleep and stuff and that this was a better deal. And I remember thinking like, wow, like these people are like so adventurous and so crazy. Like, of course this guy did it, but like, who does an internship with Disney? Like it would be crazy if I stayed in Lincoln and didn't go back to my small town like that would be adventurous for me (laughs) and then we get to the end of it and it's like at the end of the green sheet it says do you want to hear more about this it doesn't say do you want to do it it says do you want to hear more about it and my curious mind was like yeah this is so weird I want to hear more about it I'm not going to do it but I want to hear more about it I didn't know that was putting me in the interview process So then I'm in the interview process and I'm such a do-gooder and such a people pleaser and such a rule follower that I did everything in all the interview process and did it well. So then I go to get to select, to be selected and mind you, I hate selling stuff. Like there's people that I don't remember the the company name, but like the high school fundraisers. Oh yeah. It's one of the sister. Great American. Yeah. Or it was anyway, right? Now, it's, I, was, now I think it's just called Tell Plus and Fundraising, but it, yeah. I don't know, I but it, I it never sold a single thing. I never even attempted. I would give it to my mom and that would be it. Girl Scout cookies. People want you to knock on their door for Girl Scout cookies. And I wouldn't even do that. I'd go to my family's house and I made my mom go with me. Even when I was in high school and I could drive myself <laughs> and I only went to my family's, but my mom still had to come with me because I hated selling that bad. So prime, prime person to sell books, straight commission. <laughs> But at the end of the interview process, I remember he, I got the dealer agreement out and he was like, now, does it say anywhere on there that you can't change your mind and not come out or come out for the summer and quit? And in my mind, I was like, no, I know that that's my plan. I'm not really going to do this. And then he looked me in the eyes and he said, but as a member, Keith Hogan, shout out to Keith Hogan. He said, as a member of this team, do I expect you to do any of those things? And I said, no. And he shook my hand and I went, oh, F. I actually have to do this now because I gave him my word and I have to. And that's the only reason I sold books. 
<laughs> and then three integrity later, the husband and the kid like but it just <laughs> it was meant to be i guess but i don't feel like i'm your typical uh book kid to- no that is not we haven't heard i mean we've heard a lot of origin stories but that's that's just because i said i would is has not has not been a normal theme no it's more like i love the challenge or, no. or i wanted to travel or the money that's been normally really embarrassing and i wasn't planning to say this but like when we left to go I was bawling in the parking lot <laughs> to leave. Like I literally all thought I was gonna quit. Like I'm surprised they didn't just tell me not to come. <laughs> <laughs> you never voiced this to them. You never were like, hey, uh, I wasn't serious about this, but we're I guess she hides that stuff, man. Because <laughs> I went and told because my mom was in the parking lot because I we stayed at a hotel the night before because the dorm was closed. And I was like, you have to go. And she was like, I can't go, you have to leave me. So I went up to Keith and I was like, I need to leave now. And he's like, okay, next caravan. Jessica's going and that person and that person. And we left. Oh, and I left Nashville God. crying. Unbelievable. I did oh, fine. Yeah. And I made it. Yeah, you did great. You hit chairman's. That's like, that's not fine. You don't accidentally hit chairman's. You got to, you learned yeah. something here. He's a top that, 10 first year that year. Yeah, I don't also, know. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those people that's that wild. don't look like they're going to make it, some of them might. Because I don't think probably people thought I was going to do great. That's interesting. Wait, so hold on. A couple questions there. So your parents are cool with you going? That's, I feel like, a, a common theme from, uh, especially, no, I don't know why this is, but yeah. girls from small towns, at least when I was recruiting, it was like, parents were like, no. I mean, I that? they definitely didn't understand why I would do that because she was, my mom was the same thing. She's like, I have to go with you to sell Girl Scout cookies. Like, why do you want to sell? Like, why do you want to do this? And I'm like, well, it's like different because you get assigned a school district. Also, my picture of what it was was a little bit different. Um, But I mean, they knew that I was 18 and I was going to make my own decision and they trusted me to make my own decision. So they weren't ever going to tell me I couldn't. I think they didn't think it was a good idea and that it was not something I would enjoy, but they would have never told me I can't. Interesting. That's pretty that's pretty unique. That's pretty, uh, that's cool parents right there. That's what that is. Those you got some cool folks. Work. Damn, that's hilarious. All right, so we'll get back to that first summer in a second. Let's go back now this way to Andrew. So how about you? You were sitting at Wesleyan. Yeah, right. Actually, uh, I was at at Super Cool College at Southeast Community College my first year. (laughs) SEC, let's go. Right. East Lincoln way less detailed than hers, but I feel like in my life, everything is just, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know, (laughs) I was, uh, living with three other guys, um, from high school. Um, in my first party house, like way too much. Yeah. You're from Albion, Nebraska, big old metropolis. Yeah. Where the beer flows like wine, as they say, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, I was dating the same gal for like three years. And as uh, we got into college, I know, as we got into college, basically things went south and we ended up breaking up. And I was like, all right, I need to change in my life. And literally, as crazy as it was, the same week, I got called to go to one of the interviews, uh, info sessions. And it was Matt Matt Atchison. It was Atch. Yeah. But how did he get your number? Like, where did you submit like a survey or something or did someone uh, recommend you? I think he, it was Kelly Schmidt. Yeah, he was a green sheet because Kelly Schmidt likes to claim credit for how we got married because she recommended 
Andrew. Uh, I see. And she ended up later anyways. So it was actually, so it was Anthony Fulton, Keith, Hokeem, and then Matt Atchison that ran our info session. There was a lot of us there. And uh, yeah, I, it seemed like the stars aligned for me in that regard too. Like I was like, all right, this seems like a pretty slick deal. The best thing I thought was like at that time, I was like, hell yeah, we get to go to Mexico and party for a week. I don't even care about the rest. Just let me have that week, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah, got sold by Sizzler. Yeah. <laughs> that's really how it worked out more than anything. I'm Just like, okay. to build a resume, be a good PA <laughs> or be a good physical therapist. No, no, none of that. See, that's why it's so much different for us. I was just like, <laughs> I'm ready to, I'm ready to go, man. This sounds fun. So <laughs> were you, did you ever get cold? Or did you ever like, Oh man, I don't want to do this. I didn't was there a part? actually, did, did you meet Tyson Martin? You know who that is? No, no, no. Oh, he's one of my best friends. I ended up getting him to join with us our first year in at uh, Southeast Community College. We actually left four weeks after UNL did. So I had a four, oh. I, had, I had an eight week summer in my first year, and uh, he let he decided not to go the last week that we were supposed to leave. It was just going to be us two to go to sales school. Well, he he decided to back out, so I went by myself to sales school. Damn. That's I, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. I don't care. Sizzler sounds fun. Can you imagine if you had like chose to stay, what your life would be like today? I know. You, like, like just how strange. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So now, now I was going to say, let's continue with that. We'll go back to Jess's sales school in a sec. But when you go to, and people who don't know this, when you go to sales school late, it's a smaller sales school, right? You had a probably like, what was that experience for you? Was, like, I was with the big, last big group. So I was with Iowa, oh, okay. Wisconsin, those guys. Uh, Texas. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And how was that? I, I walk me through your first summer and like that first like bucket, cold bucket of water that is the first summer of, of, of your life. Like, like the good and the bad, like how it all sure. works. Let's, right. let's hear it. Let's get into it. <laughs> so in sales school, uh, it was actually, uh, Morgan Burgess that was with me there is only us two from Nebraska so she was the one that trained me I mean everything she taught me everything she knew and she was amazing at sales anyway so she was a good one to learn from so yeah she's I mean we had her on a couple weeks ago she's Morgan's like a badass she's so cool for sure and also like the sweetest human like yeah the off like such a (laughs) yeah nicer person than me I'm like god I could actually be better because of her you know (laughs) yeah I could grow as a human. Yeah, yeah. So Mexico's yeah. cool, but personal. It was, it was a good experience the first week at sales school simply because I knew literally no one there. So I was mm-hmm. able to kind of start my process of selling in a way that week by being yeah. a little more know, solo. And this is how small town Nebraska I am. I think you'll really appreciate oh. this. He told me this story oh, last week. No way. Here we go. Let's hear this. Yes. Yes. We're practicing. <laughs> We're practicing our, our scripts, right? And I get paired up with a couple guys from Texas. I mean, I as far as like uh you know, ethnicity, there's really no difference in Albion. Like I knew I know nothing. 100 percent Caucasian. Yeah. And yes. so the person I was practicing yeah. with was Hispanic and 
Um, he wrote down his name on the sheet and I'm looking at the list on like the map and stuff, seeing where I was supposed to go. And I knock on the door and I'm, I'm side profile, you know, and he answers. I'm like, Oh, hello, Jesus. <laughs> his name's <laughs> he instantly corrects me and says, No, it's Jesus. I'm like, I couldn't even focus. I was like, Oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. That was my first house. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first house? No, 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 no. That was my first doubt. This is oh. at sales school. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because, okay, so for people who don't know, it, it, to, to fill them in, when you're at sales school, they make you pretend to be a door. So you like, you pick up, your, you're in the parking lot and it's hot or raining or whatever it is in Nashville. And you, and so when you go practice, everybody's got a role play. So they'll be like, okay, Andres, you're going to be a uh, dad with married and three kids and they're all in high school. And so you're like, you're like, I'm a door. And then the person practicing comes up and knocks on your binder and then practices their pitch. That's the point you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, the, and and Jesus or or Jesus yeah. was on the other side. You were waiting to meet Jesus. We awesome. needed some culture. We small town to pass. We probably needed some culture. Not it was really. good for us. Jesus. You met Jesus in sales school. <laughs> yes. Oh, so anyway, personal so- growth. Yeah, it was right there. Uh, Oh, so after that, we got through sales school and uh, my first day out there was on a Saturday um, in Pennsylvania. I can't remember. I, so I can't remember where Keith Hoking sold, but I was with Keith and Matt Benson is who I lived with. And, awesome. Yeah, they're really good guys. And he was right in the middle of he was on a streak he was doing amazing and i'm like holy hell i feel like i'm in war right now like this guy is so freaking in the zone that i was like i was so low and he was so high like attitude and energy wise i was like scared and he ended up selling like to 12 people in that afternoon alone and i'm just like this is gonna be so fucking easy like i'm gonna sell so many books right away this is all i gotta do (laughs) <laughs> and then I get out my first my first uh, day on my own on Monday. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just start knocking on random doors. I see someone's not home. I'm like, screw it. They told me to do it anyway. And I ended up selling some mufus to a mom at like 9 a.m. with the kids crying on my lap. And I'm just like, I don't know what just happened, but it worked. So mufus. That's right. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. that's hilarious so, so and you got a so you got a customer your first day that's epic i did yeah that's lucky and I, and I was actually so then i went to wesleyan my second year so i knew i was going to go play basketball at wesleyan and so i was doing my like off-season training like at like 9 p.m and stuff like that too so just to try to get into shape and stuff like that too so the days that i knew i'd be done at like nine o'clock or whatever i'd go and run some drills or like play basketball at a park or whatever like that. And Look at that. I tried. That's actually kind of how I know that's another thing that we'll talk about later, but I would I'd go and play basketball. That would be my thing that I would do to get off schedule. How is play off schedule? Every single time. Nice. Yeah, we can do some off schedule stories a little later. Oh yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for that. And so that's so that was your first summer, first week kind of intro into the program. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and then and then hi, well, Jess, we're coming back to your first summer, so keep in mind some stories there. But yeah. so then, that's your first day is a mufu to a cry mom. 
how, how you, you crushed i mean relatively because of the eight weeks is a shorter summer so you kind of were stacked the odds are a little stacked against you too because you have less time to produce more how did the rest of the summer play out and how did you decide you wanted to come back for two more like, um, what happened i did grow pretty quick um like i i sold i actually didn't have a day that i didn't sell so through that year actually through all three years i did i didn't have a zero day but that first summer my third week i just ran into like kind of one of those shit storms where people just say no slam the door in your face stuff like that and i was kind of having a rough couple of days and that's when i stopped and i was like having my come to jesus moment where i was like dude i don't know if i want to do this anymore and i stopped oh. of course we got someone here no it's just a just Amazon package. Oh, that's all right. Oh, good. It's yeah. it's it's a kid selling you books. Yeah, that's probably that's what I was <laughs> not on a yeah. Sunday though, so it wouldn't happen. But that'd be hilarious. Can you imagine? Out of all days, that would be really cool. Be? <laughs> Actually, that's probably gonna happen. I hope that happens this summer. Where we have a guest, and it's like a Thursday, and some kid comes to the door. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That would be Hold on, back up. So you were thinking about quitting. You were you, you, off to a hot start. Things were going well. Then you kind of hit a bump. <laughs> yeah, I and called. What happened? I actually called Atch, and I was like, "Dude, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Like, eighty hours a week. Like, this is getting hot. Like, it right now, honestly, just I don't enjoy this at all." And he's like, "I totally get it." He got. He walked me through his day when he had his his come to Jesus moment, and I was like, "All right, I'm." I wasn't even for sure after I got off the phone with Matt that I was even going to stay, but I was like, I am going to finish this week. And it just so happened that that like the end of that day, I ended up having a cell, the only cell that I ended up having. And um, I knew at that point, it was like, man, if I can do it that day, I'm going to be good. So after that, it was was good. Again, another moment of that defined your life. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine you go home. I know. Like my, what my the mom hell? didn't actually want me to do it at, at first either because she didn't think oh. I could. She she personally didn't think I could actually do it at first. So Ooh. when she first heard about it, so that was another kind of I wanted to prove my dad was wrong. You know what I mean? so, yeah. Say, say there you go, haters. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to. I went to Nashville and I met Jesus and then I came to Jesus mm-hmm. and it was all good. Damn dude. <laughs> and you, and you finished and you finished and you did great. You made the sizzler trip. Yeah. His goal. I think in eight weeks I sold something like 1700 units, like nothing crazy, but in eight weeks I, I did 1800. 1800. Yeah. I sold yeah. 1800 units. Yeah. So, so you, you, but you made, and that's actually it. So if you, today it's worth $7 back then, I think it was worth five bucks, but I mean, you made, you made what? 10 grand. There's it's not like, a bad summer. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. That, and that's a standard, pretty solid summer, for, especially for eight weeks. It's a pretty good summer. Yeah. Um, well, we can, we can get into some Sizzler stories too here, uh, in a sec, but, uh, right now we're going to go back and talk to Jess. So, all right, let's go back. So all the stars align. You're crying on your way to Nashville. Yep. Yep. Walk me through your sales school and cold ice cold bucket of water. Yeah. Uh, that is your first summer. So I got to sales school. Of course, I'm a people pleaser, do go to rule follower. So I did everything they asked. I thought everything was crazy. Like, why do I have to take a shower? Why do I have, like, why do we have to study in the parking lot walking around? Like, I am a studious person. That is not a good way to, to study. Like, I'm very distracted. 
Um, <laughs> a lot of it didn't make sense, but I did what they asked. I will say one of my like vivid, I have a couple vivid memories from sales school. One of them being Joel Cush, like when I met Joel Cush, oh. um, is like, you know, you're outside studying for like two hours in the parking lot. And then you come inside and you have like 30 seconds before you like have a lecture on something. And he would like run up to like knock on my door. And I'm like, I did it, but I'm like, dude, can't we have like 30 seconds? Like, it's okay to like chill for a second. Like we're actually not under someone's rule right now. And I'm like, well, that's probably why he sold more than me. Cause he drank the Kool-Aid just a little bit stronger. Um, <laughs> he kept it a little stronger than me. Um, well, I did everything I at, was asked, but I wouldn't probably do anything extra. And then I was one, I was one because my manager told me to, I had my whole sales talk memorized. Like I was the one that did it at like the campus meeting. Um, cause oh, yep. he told me to memorize it. So, and that I was going to present it. And so I did. Um, and so I think that, I don't know if that was why, but you know, that circle that they do, like one yeah. of the last day at sales school and they make people do it. Yeah, yeah. I was the one that had to do it. Yeah. And reality was, checks. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was my first realization. Cause I like knocked, stepped back, nobody answered, knocked again, nobody answered. And then I just like looked at everyone standing around me in a circle. Like, what do I do now? And finally the manager had to be like, nobody's home. And I was like, right. Everyone's not going to be home all day. Like, yeah, nobody's home where I just was like, oh, like that I never People saying no, people being mean, but I never thought about the hours that you go of like pure loneliness. Yeah. So that was a good thing, but. Yeah, <laughs> that's, ooh, okay. So there's some, some explaining to that too. So the way it works, and if this is so funny for people who are listening or who might listen to this and they're not gonna, they haven't sold books yet, but they're going to, <laughs> we're gonna ruin the fun here, but in yeah. sales school. So sales school usually, so you, you drive out on Saturday right after finals week like the finals week's done saturday you drive to nashville usually it's a two-day drive or if it's a one-day drive you could get there sunday you kind of like check in go to the company get your like supplies all your sample stuff right monday is like the official first day so you go downtown nashville normally speaking you see all these speakers yada 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 and it's pretty easy to kind of tell who is as you said very eloquently drinking the more Kool-Aid and not drinking as much Kool-Aid, right? And generally speaking, it actually helps you more if you drink more Kool-Aid. If you just do what Jess did and just do what they tell you, because really it works. It, mm -hmm. it does. It, that's what you do. And you just, and that's what really gave uh, probably you guys success was just, you just followed what you got told to do by people who obviously knew better than you, which yeah. is really the key, right? So, but anyway, so you can really start seeing what kids in the summer, um, are going to do well, or you can kind of start getting a good feel for it because it's the kids that usually are like the ones that are hustling the most of learning their sales talk. They're really like diving into the program, but by, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. So you leave on Thursday or last day is Thursday. So like sometime late, late in, in the training, they do what's called the reality check, which is what Jess referred to, which is when they pick three kids. Usually it's the kid that's doing really, really well. The kid that needs to get their ass whooped really and somebody kind of in the middle and so and all those three kids basically don't you make a circle normally traditionally and the sales manager is in the middle when you knock on their door quote unquote on their binder 
and they they give you a real taste of what people might be like in the summer and it's brutal because up to this point all your training has been with like your peers or with your managers but they're all like yeah hi yeah i'm steve and i have four kids oh cool yeah they're good and they 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 role play with you what someone might look like when they buy but that's very few and far between in the real book field and so this is the first time where they're like brutal and they are good at being brutal so they're like mean to you they don't answer like nobody's home so basically when you knock if they're not home quote unquote or if they're mean to you you're supposed to stop you go back you run around the circle that everyone else made and you knock on the door again just so people who are listening or who might not remember that's what happens this is what jeff jess is referring to is that that was the first time that it made it that people made you aware that it's like oh somebody might not be home when you knock on their door like and, it, and repeatedly and repeatedly. Yeah. And you do this for 45 minutes to an hour of just one person just going around and you don't know who's it's freaking intense and it's hot and it's and it's you got your backpack on. Everyone's while everyone else is just quietly just watching. And they're like, I hope I don't get picked. The first years don't know who's gonna get picked. The managers know, like the names have been drawn. It's not a random thing. No. <laughs> if you get picked, you're either the kid that they don't think they're going to do well. They think it's going to do well or someone who they don't know either way. Yeah. So that's, that's what, that's a reality check. And it's, and people have cried. I've seen people like get angry at the manager. I mean, surprisingly, I didn't cry. Maybe that's what they were trying to see. Cause I was doing well, but maybe they wanted me to cry again. I don't know, but I didn't cry. <laughs> made it through. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> We're gonna break her. <laughs> yeah, maybe again. The summer did it plenty. I applied I cried plenty in the summer, but I didn't yeah, try did. doing that. She did. Oh wow. All right. So let's go into that. So okay. so you survived the reality check. I survived the reality check. I crossed the Rory line. Vic. I went yeah. out to Pennsylvania um Ooh. and Scranton. just north of Scranton. Um Honesdale. Yeah. Huh? Honesdale? No, what was the town? I don't remember the name of the town I lived in, but it was, was there's Scranton and there's Wilkes-Barre and then there's something else. And I was, it was, yeah. it was like a suburb of Scranton that I lived. I didn't sell there, but, um, Epic. um, had the best home family. I found them at a church. They still, I'm still Facebook friends. They still call me their Nebraska daughter. Love them. They gave me some culture. Like they, we had Sunday meal every Sunday. And like there was me and another really small town Nebraska girl and they made like salmon and neither one of us had had salmon before. Like just like things that don't seem like weird, but for us small town Nebraska girls, they were first things for us. Um, So that was really cool. But my, my first day of course at breakfast, I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping and praying that I get to follow because I'm scared out of my mind. And I don't get to follow my roommate who was a B manager. I didn't know she, she had like taken a year off. And so she got called and she got to follow. And I remember being pissed. I'm like, what? She knows what she's doing. Like, why does she get to follow? I don't know what I'm doing, but now I know it's because she took a year off. Um, and you always have someone fall like that, but yeah. I got super lost. It was raining. I'm very bad at directions. We both are. And I'm at, I hadn't sold anything. And I'm at this door and I'm knocking and I'm like, uh-oh, I think I've been here. Uh-oh. <laughs> not nice. I think somebody different answered. It was a grandpa and he had a little kid with him. And the little kid was super excited and starts digging through my bag. And you could tell grandpa was super annoyed at the toddler. And it was like, he, the kid liked the books. And he's like, wait, you come back? And I was like, yeah, I come back. I show him the books. Like we have fun. 
And that's when he was like, that's worth the money to buy the my books because you'll deal with my grandchild for a minute and give me a break. And I and so I sold my books to the only sale I had my first day was because I knocked on a door that already told me no and somebody different answered. And that was my only sale. Well, there's a lesson right there. Yeah. It's a, a life lesson right there. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was the start also of realizing like everyone has a reason why they buy. It might not be the books where for him, it wasn't the books. It was the like 10 minute babysitting session. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, $30. yes, made a sale. Um, and then I feel like I was, again, I did always what I was told, but like just exactly. Um, like I got pretty good at getting customers, but I didn't ask anybody for money. So they're all weak. And so then Keith was like, you have to take money from people. And I was like, people will not take money when they don't have the books. Like people just won't do that. That's crazy. And he was like, this is what you're going to do. These are your options. This is what you tell people. And I'm like, okay, like this is not going to work, but I will do what you tell me. And then people started taking money. And then like partway through the summer, he's like, you're not going to sell kids books anymore. Cause it'd be like, I like to ask me. I'm like, okay, they come in a set of seven. Like I never tried to package it. So the smallest. I always did. People will not buy all 26 books and people will not buy the volume library. That's so expensive. And he's like, yes, they will. Like that is what you offer. I was like, okay, like nobody's going to buy. And then they started buying. So it's like, without his like very direct, this is what you have to do. I probably would have just sold my books all summer. I would have had a million customers, but no money down and no bigger packages. So I followed the rules and I got better and better. And I think, I don't remember exactly. I don't remember units and stuff, but I think I ended up like number six or something in the. Let's go. That's that's a thing. That's a big deal. Yeah. Back in 09, there were still there's I am I guess they're back to a lot of people in sales school. There was a dip there in the middle of the 2010s, but back in 09, sales school was like full of like a thousand, fifteen hundred, sometimes two thousand first years. Yeah. Well, it's just the year that like Brandon Brandon Q was the number one that year. That was our first summer. Oh, okay. Brandon, oh okay. You guys had the same first summer. Okay, yeah. yeah. Brandon was yeah, number one. So the force had quite a bit of kids up there. Yeah, then. we did. Uh, yeah. Because like wow. Joel was, I think, number four and like yeah and he sold i know joel sold like about four thousand units this first summer because we had pretty similar yeah. careers yeah well that's not true we had similar first summer careers but 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 he he was a he was a stud i know uh elena Arndt was that same first summer right yeah elena Arndt, megan baker yeah, yeah, yeah. just studs stayed just around for yeah total total yeah. studs of the book field wow that's amazing that's so cool yeah. did you did you have a moment where you wanted to like go home were you like i'm gonna quit or did um, you have a come to Jesus moment? Not come to Jesus, but I feel like I wanted to quit every day, but I wouldn't. I was just always <laughs> I didn't like it. I cried very regularly. Like even when we were date, like when we were <laughs> dating. Like first summer, but when we were dating. Like second and third summers, like she would call me or we'd call each other every morning on our way to uh wherever we were selling for that day. And I'd say like four out of the six days that week, she'd call me crying. Like, no, I wouldn't cry in the morning, but every morning, sometimes I tried not, you're not supposed to, you know, be negative, but he had to tell me every morning that like, he would still love me if I didn't sell any books every single morning. He had to tell me he would still love me if I didn't sell <laughs> I'm very motivated away from failure. I'm not motivated towards like, I'm going to be number one. Like that was never my goal. My goal was never to like, I'm going to hit presence club. My goal was to like, not disappoint people and 
survive not, and not fail and like make everybody proud like that's what motivated me so i didn't hey. particularly enjoy she wears it her heart on her sleeve it's okay <laughs> hey you know that's okay that's well, they tell you to knock no matter what and so luckily it rained almost every day at the beginning and so when i was crying i would go to the door crying but you couldn't tell because i was all covered in water because it was raining and so i just knock through the tears and Oh my I did what I was told. I hate my life. Do you want some bucks? <laughs> the next door is supposed to fix it. So, yeah. Because because we know the problem, the answer to any yeah. problem lies behind the next door. For sure. That's right. Yeah. Um, That's how you which, got on here, man. You asked like a few times, you know, the persist till you succeed. You know, you definitely got us in that regard. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, and you know, but the thing is like, and we can get into the nitty gritty of like, and I feel like you guys would be a fun couple to like dig into this with, but like, it, it wasn't fun. Like I mean, even Matt, it was funny because Matt Atchison's episode is really interesting because, you know, all, all the times you hear advanced sales talks with Matt Atchison, you know, sharing about all these amazing things that how to like succeed and how to be good. So when we had Matt, Matt on and he was like, I, I hated selling books. We were like, what the hell? But honestly, all of us, I mean, not everyone, not all of us, but a lot of us had that same feeling, but we did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Some people did. <laughs> yeah. Brugman played basketball. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I didn't. I didn't follow the rules, so I couldn't do that. You never got up schedule? No. The worst I would ever get was like my third summer. Uh, and Matt Atchison told me to. I was like, he because I told him, I was like, this, these people are, I was in Massachusetts. So I had some mass oh, dude, dude. And so they were just beating me down. And he was like, call me on a Saturday. And I was like, no, like that's off schedule. And he was like, and he literally said, do you know how many pieces of shit I have to talk to every day who like aren't working at all? I would love to hear from you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I called him, like, how's it going? I was like, well, if it's a nice family, my sit down's more like 30 minutes. But like, no, that was, that was it. Or a couple minutes to compose myself if I was really crying hard. But yeah, no, I never got off schedule. Unbelievable. And for people who are listening who don't know, off schedule basically means anything other than going to the next door or being at a door. That's because on schedule is being at a door or directly on the way to the next door. Off schedule is anything yep. above that. So if you're at a gas station peeing, you're off schedule. If you're like me watching movies on my third summer, off schedule. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're at a house and you've been there for an hour you're off schedule yeah if, so like, uh, you're yeah, andrew bergman people were nice i would sit longer but that's i mean that's as crazy as my story gets so no not Dude. really but that's understandable man massachusetts people are freaking they are so intense yeah they are it's you guys both sold in pennsylvania where else did you guys sell what was it always the same state you guys were in i had pennsylvania pennsylvania and massachusetts Mine was the other way. So I did Pennsylvania. Oh, wait, no, it was Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Mass for me, too. Yeah. Cool, cool. Oh, I lived in Massachusetts, but I worked in Connecticut, actually. I see. Yeah. 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 Bregman, what about you? Of schedule stories. Is that all you did was play basketball? Or did you, did you literally? Have some so I, was, I knew I was playing basketball my second summer, my second year in, in college. So I was like, I was lifting every day. Um, like, protein every day you know i was like up to I, I gained like 20 pounds of muscle that's that that's <laughs> year. i was like in good shape and then i oh i thought you made the summer i was like before, right before you started actually the opposite so i like 
would get pissed at myself if I wouldn't make a sell. So I would like, I would skip lunch. I would skip supper. I wouldn't eat during the day. You were so skinny that I would lose sales. like 30 pounds or more each summer. Like I, I was like, That's I was so skinny when I, when I'd get home in the summers, like it was, yeah, not like now. <laughs> so you only got, sk- <laughs> well, you're dad. So you're allowed. I guess. Uh, that's cool. uh, now, but, but, way, I'm also gaining more of the sympathy weight now too. drinking a beer as we speak. So here we go. I mean, Hey, somebody's got to, you can drink it for three technically, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is, it's fine. Cheers to you, sir. Yeah. Um, but so, so, so that was really the biggest thing. Like I only played basketball. I never, I didn't really get off schedule otherwise either. We're, um, other than that, other yeah. than that. But the competitive in, spirit in you kept you in of wanting to like make a sale versus Jess, who was like, I just want to do everything right. I just yeah. want to make everybody proud. Yeah, it, did. it changed. It changed more from just sounding like fun to like, hey, I actually want to prove something to myself that first summer. That's true. And, and to be fair, selling books sucked. I mean, it was there's it's not fun to knock on a door and get yelled at 90% of the time. But there was some aspect of, of it on the other end that is, is fun if you find a way to look at it that way where you're like, you know, you never know what you're going to get type of feeling like Forrest Gump stuff. You know, you're talking about you ever knock on a door you're like, all right, let's see what the hell's going on behind this crazy door. You know what I'm talking about? You get those those doors where you're like, Oh, we got to knock here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens on this other side. I, yeah, I, my I, first I, summer, I I had no idea what the hell I was doing like everybody else, right? And I was in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, which ends up being like a pretty sketch town, right? And I was just like, I'm, I'm doing every single – I love it. I love it, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just knocking on every single door I could. Well, I ended up getting myself into some projects, and by the way try mapping that okay like there's a door every three feet and i'm going i'm getting sit downs galore i have like 25 sit downs in one day with these families because everybody simply had nothing to do for the day and like i would sit down and sell like one thing in a whole day and i'm like man this just ain't working i finally i talked to matt i'm like dude I'm t- I'm sitting down with tons of people. Well, where are you going? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm in a project. Like, yeah, maybe skip that. You know, like just go to a place with. You know, There's little... no bad territory. Yeah, I was knocking on. I was knocking on siding without it. There was a house that had siding without a door. I knocked on the the side of their house. So. And they opened through the window. That's how they get <laughs> in and out of that damn house. You get some weird ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> dude let me let me see if i can find by the way hector's watching uh hello shout out to hector yeah, um, but uh dude let me show you let me see if i can show you guys this so my third summer i'm in pennsylvania so you guys ever go down a rabbit hole and you're like what the fuck is going on in this neighborhood right now like this is odd beyond belief i like, is... knocked on so many houses on the project i was more interested at that point okay I'm going to show you guys some stuff from my, it's my third summer. I was, so when you, when you sell it, people like try to think of what it looks like, because all you can think of is, and you guys probably saw this too. Like you thought, like when you're trying to picture the first summer, you're like, this is where we're going to go sell. So you picture a neighborhood similar to where you grew up. And then you get out to the actual place where you're selling and it's in Pennsylvania and it's not flat. So the roads aren't straight. Right. And they're all curvy. So the actual territory of what you're selling looks 
way different than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's hard to kind of picture what it looks like, but I want to walk you through. This has happened my third summer. The oddest place. I'm going to share the screen here. I, I, I was like, I got to knock on this door. Like, this is going to be a story. Even if nothing happens, like this is going to be strange. So, so get this. So I'm driving down this road, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And I just see this. You see these? I don't know if you guys can see that. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm driving down these roads. Oh, sorry. That's my house family. I'm driving down this road and I see this. Still outside not, of a house. Still not. It's poor. a little a little creepy, right? Like, are these the bikes of the children you guys have eaten? Like, what's going on? Right. Can't see it. I can't see believe it. you, but we can't see the picture. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Um, oh, that's why. Boom. There we Boom. Go. There we go. Oh, oh you see this? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm driving down the road and I see this and this. Oh my god. And I'm like. You can see this is May 25th of 2014. So this is my third summer towards the beginning of the summer. And I'm driving down the road. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, these are the bikes of the children you guys ate. They have to be. 100%. Right? And so I get to the door. Like, so it, it, this is this goes on for like half a mile, dude. It's just like, so I'm dr- driving and I just see this in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, what is going on and i get and the the closer to get to the house the more stuff there is and i didn't take more pictures but then i finally get to it and their front yard just full of this kind of stuff like just unicycles and like whatever and i'm like it's a mistake to not knock on this door you know what i mean you can't just drive past this house even if they don't have kids like it's you have to like you have to say hey you gotta see the human that thinks this is awesome. <laughs> and so yeah. dude, I knock on this door and this guy comes and he's 400 pounds, maybe no shirt, just, just no shirt. Easily by a whole. He could have easily eaten bag, all yeah. the children. He probably ate all the children. That's why he's 400 pounds. He's yeah. eaten the pounds off the children that were riding through in front of this. Anyway. And I'm just like, are you the dad of the house? Because that's what you're supposed to say, right? Hi, are you the dad of the house? Or if you're the mom, you're the hi, are you the mom? So I'm like, hey, are you the dad of the house? He goes, I guess so. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> but, uh, okay, I'm just selling books. They're for kids. And he's like, no kids here. And I, <laughs> it's like, just... so just collect bikes. It's just decorations, man. I'm like, got it. I'm going to go to the next house. He's like, okay. He just turns around and I get my car. I'm like, yikes. Holy you know what I'm saying? Those, yeah. are me. Like, those are doors where you're like, I, and that's where the book field can be super fun. Do you, yeah. ever, do you ever have fun? Did you ever do some stuff like that? Like anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was just trying to think of like, uh, sometimes when I'd get, you have to spice it up a little bit every once in a while for me. I'm just kind of a weird dude anyway. I need to like kind of make things interesting for myself. And so I would, I'd sometimes go off script and try to like act like freaking Italian or I'd just like stay, stay <laughs> stuff in a super weird manner to the point where like I probably knew I wasn't going to make a cell or even sit down with them. But at the end of the day, I, at the end of that house, 
I'd leave there laughing. And that's yeah. what it would help me get through the rest of the day, you know. So um, I did that kind of stuff a lot. But you have to. You have to because sometimes it's so hard. Like my, my brother and I, one time we pretended we did the Mark Rao where we pretended that he was a mute. Oh, yeah. So he was following me, knock on the door, and I'm like, hi, this is uh, – my is Andres. This is Danny. He's a mute. And uh, <laughs> he's just showing everyone uh, some, some books to help kids with homework. And Danny's like – I just doing like the thing and i'm like yeah and he, he, he whips out the book yes i wouldn't even tell the people that would follow me like what it is that like, I'm like <laughs> and they'd have to just like improv i would tell them that they had to be ready for it and so that's funny that part was i'm gonna do some the lady the lady would be like oh we're not interested <laughs> like, he's not deaf he's mute <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then we'd go back to the car and then he'd be like, have a nice day. <laughs> <He'd like say laughs> and we love stuff like that, man. You just got to have fun. Just got to oh, have fun. Absolutely. Now, now, okay. Question for you guys. How did you guys meet? Because by your second summer, you guys were already calling each other. You guys were already dating. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm curious to see like, okay, so you guys had the same first summer. It's summer of 09. What, what happened? How did you guys first, who caught, who's I? Who like, you know, Andrew, you're 6'5", yeah. Jess, you're 6'2", or yeah, how Eye level, you know, <laughs> just look um, up and it's like the other person in the same yeah. range. How tall are you, Jess? Um, barefoot, six, one and a half, exactly. Sweet baby Jesus. Yep. So your kids are going to be shacks. They are going to be like, very not shacks like the you live in, Shaquille O'Neal's. Like, I mean, our <sighs> little one has been over 100% on height, or the lowest he's ever been on the growth chart when we take him to the doctor has been 98% on the height chart. But most of the time he's over a hundred. They're branding Q sized. They're like six eight plus. Oh, yeah. We'll see what our child is, but he's not gonna be small. So basketball players. Yeah. yeah. Basketball players. Let's yeah. go. We're creating a family of basketball. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? So we there was a those campus meetings um before you go. There was a bowling one. Like team building yeah. activity kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it was the first one I went to. And it was me and a girl from UNL got paired up on the same lane as him and his friend Tyson. And so we kind of like met then. And I thought he was cute and he was tall. That's kind of a big perk in my book, being six foot tall um, and fun. But like that was that was it. Like my friends, when I came back, they're like, are there cool people going? And I mean, I told them, I was like, oh, yeah, there's this cute guy. But like nothing came of it after that. It's like so PG, like it's ridiculous. Like, but this first thing, but then that, what happened? So, like, because you're married with kids now, right? So, for me, like, when Tyson and I got to the bowling alley, like, let's be real, you know, there's when he just the, broke up with his girlfriend, yeah. So, Ty, Tyson's like, You think any, yeah, you think any of these, these girls are like DTF or anything like that? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. Like, that one right there. I didn't even know her. I had never met her. And I'm like, no, oh, I, I, I got her picked out already. And so, Thanks. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the romance is killing you guys. Stop. Yeah. But, but to be real though, like we never even talked. No. Like we talked when we were bowling, but then after that, nothing, nothing. happened. And then, and then I went out for the summer and I remember at sales school, I was like, oh, that guy's not here. Like what a pansy. He didn't come and then out of mind because <laughs> he came later and that was it. And really the first thing that ever really happened was 
we were done selling books for that first summer mm-hmm. and we go to I think it's Scranton and we were gonna sell book our sell books. We were gonna go skydive. Oh yeah. And uh, we actually skydived for the first time out of the same plane together. Yeah, we just got just paired up two. in the same. So our videos of skydiving for the first time are together. With us, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. We didn't talk in the summer. We didn't even have each other's phone numbers. We were the last group to go. Everybody else was already heading yep. to Nashville by that point. Um, oh, and I had wrecked my car. So I had a $500 car with like the bumper taped on, like that we did not think was going to make it to Nashville. Saran wrap on the window. Yep. It was really it came great. from the projects that Andrew was selling in. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, um, I made sure I got everyone's phone number in our caravan because I was like, I might get stranded. And that was the first time I had his number was on the way back. It was just out of like necessity that my car might break down, that someone might have to help me. So and far, then, this seems to be the the beginning of a rom com already yeah. with the uh, with the DTF and the no talking during the bowling and the but getting his phone number because of caravan going down that same path. I feel like for you, but then one of us like we changed that we weren't going to take an exit or we were or one of us missed an exit. The bad something. directions thing, of course. Yeah, we're both really good at it. And so one of us called the other. I don't remember who, just to tell him that change of direction. And then we were on the phone for like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, like it just started. On the Love way to third sight. The summer. That's right. That third sight. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and we ended up getting back to Nashville. She, um, she won the Finish Strong Award. Um, like how you get a possibility of winning something. Oh, so yeah. she won. I want a TV. She won a TV. I'm like, I want to be with that girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Free TV. And then a baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but we hung out like all of checkout. Yeah. yeah. And so literally I remember asking her that the night before we were leaving um, Nashville, I was like, so is this going to be like a one time, like, are we just hanging out once and never again? Or are we actually going to like hang out in Lincoln? She's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, all right, I'll make sure to, to call you again. So we went to old bison witches in Lincoln the oh, couple weeks ago. Yeah. Soup and, uh, and sandwich. Yeah, that's so good let's go and uh she's like well i'm gonna go to church and i'm like no so am i so i went with her to church on her first date and yeah, i ended up working out good so and then you went to meet jesus for a little circle and then you met jess instead <laughs> look at that for a circle yeah let's go that's hilarious uh by the way chris just uh commented she she didn't recognize you she called you andy which I feel like if as, as a person named Andres, Andrew, I feel like if someone calls us Andy, we get to like Sharpie our Andy at the bottom of their left foot just for calling us Andy. But and all of his friends from like high school and whom growing up all call him Andy and even undergrad, but anyone from like chiropractic school on all calls him Andrew. Yeah, I changed it. He like got mature and grow, grew up that Andy was too yeah. kiddish. So then he went by Andrew. Yeah. So anyone that, by the way, long time, a lot of time, call Andy. What'd she say? Oh, she just said she didn't recognize you when you came home that for that first summer. Yeah, he was up so skinny. He was so skinny. When you look at pictures of us, like from that sales school, we're not attractive. Like neither one of us are. So I don't know why we <laughs> thought each other were attractive because we both weren't. He was like a skeleton. Book goggles. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's true. Book goggles. We oh were my God. Both I don't. 
I don't think we've talked about boat goggles on the show in 80 in 92 episodes, but I think this is a good point. Think about that, Andre. Andrew, explain boat goggles. Please explain boat goggles. Oh my god. Well, here we are, 80 hours plus a week working out uh in the blazing heat in the northeast, um, by ourselves for the most part, only talking to moms and dads and grandpas and 400 pound men <laughs> and you get back from a long long summer and the first thing they tell you about is book goggles because basically anybody and everybody from the opposite sex is attractive, is, is attractive to you at that point yeah <laughs> i guess it was true at that moment in time i don't know whatever it worked out great yeah you guys had book goggles for each other skinny tall people Skinny mm-hmm. tall people, yep. You can see each other eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Epic. And by the way, for people who don't know, Carissa ended up selling books my first summer. That's actually, again, how we, how Andrew and I met because she got married. Carissa kicked ass that first summer. Um, and we had a good first summer. And her and I got close as friends. And she ended up getting married right after that or two summers after that or something like that. And I went to her wedding. That's when I met Andrew. Yeah. So. Heck yeah. So cool. So, so damn, that's that's such a funny thing. You guys met, you kept dating. And then mm-hmm. throughout, so you dated, was it weird that dating someone within the same organization with the same, like, was it hard for you guys? Was it, did you get any opposition on that? Like, was there any tension, like, in, in while you were working and dating at the same time, or was it pretty smooth? No, I think that, like, I mean, they told everybody because I feel like there was a couple people from our group that were dating each other because, like, Blake and Audrey are married now. Matt and Alexa are married now and they all were all are in our first summer. So we weren't the only ones, but I think it was just kind of known that like, if we're at like a training thing or like we're training first years, like you're going to be professional you're not going to be like off in the corner, like making out, which we wouldn't have done anyway. But, um, but no, I feel like everyone was like supportive. Yeah. Like I remember at checkout because when I won that TV, I was still getting my check. I was late to the like party and they called to tell me that I won the TV and Atchison answered because he's like, hey, she's busy getting a whatever thousand dollar check and a new boyfriend. What do you need? And they're like, oh, he's like, oh, you won the TV, too. Um, but so like he was supportive, from <laughs> which is such an Atchison thing to say. But yes, yeah. but I think everyone was pretty supportive from the get go. That's pretty cool. It's, it's hard. It's hard to like. I mean, I had some inter inter-org romances throughout my time so they were frowned upon uh and so you know my experience was not like that but that's okay you know and i think maybe they saw that we were like wasn't just like a fling that we were like legitimately dating i feel like that's maybe where the some of that might get more i don't know yeah i I don't feel like we got any grief for it at all mine were for sure flingy i mean it didn't help yeah, that they started. I was such a rule follower and such a goody two shoes that they weren't worried about me. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she it. knows what she's doing. Like it's okay, guys. Jess. It's Jessica. She's so like whoever it is, they they'll have to be good, or she wouldn't she wouldn't break any rules. So you were like that kid in high school where you would tell your parents, "But Jess is going," and they're like, yeah. "Oh," and you can go. Like <laughs> basically, yeah. I didn't have like a curfew in high school. I just had to call because they knew I wouldn't break a rule. They just like trusted me, which is true. I did what I was supposed to, but anyway, yeah. So no, Fair I enough. was pretty well received. Fair enough. So what are you guys up to now? Let's get into this a little bit. Well, like what, what, you know, time moves on 10, you know, 
over a decade later, you have a you're married, got a kiddo, got mm-hmm. another one on the way. Congrats! That's so exciting. Is it boy or girl? Do we know? Girl. Does it know? Yep. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Twenty-two. You got to ask if it knows. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so <laughs> in June. Yep. So it's it, it is a birthing individual. That's how they say it here in Portland. Okay, cool. There we go. Yeah, like I'm ahead of the still fine. I think it's still kosher. Yeah, girl. My my PC is after moving to Portland is 2022. I used to be PC 2016. Now I'm PC 2022, where I'm like, oh, birthing individual. Got it. So yeah. Anyway, not I'm uncomfy here when it comes to that kind of stuff, but that's okay. Uh, Miss Nebraska Everybody's for that. Their own thing, and whatever anybody wants to say is fine. That's fine. It is fair. Yep. So, so you got a, you got a little girl in the way. This is so yep. exciting. So I know. So walk to me, kind of like what you guys are up to now. And one of the things I always love to ask is, do you feel, like, Jess, for example, you got into this because of your resume, right? Mm-hmm. And do you feel like that 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 the experience with Southwestern helped you with what you're up to now? What what elements of what you learned you guys apply to your lives or to your parenting styles? Like, what does that look like, you know, in relation to your experience selling books as parents and as professionals let's go start with jess and then we can go to andrew yeah well i think both of us knew we were never going to be like lifers we both i knew i wanted to go to physical therapy school he knew he wanted to go to chiropractic school like this was always kind of an interim internship for us but i think there's a lot of principles that helped um it, it, well, yeah, my resume, I think, helped um, to get into physical therapy school. I remember one of my interviews, someone who interviewed me had like a family member who had sold books. So they actually knew what it was. And they asked me about it. They're like, ooh, I've heard of that. Like, that's really hardcore. You know, it's like just the word that they'd heard of it was already like, I didn't have to explain it. Um where a lot of people didn't ask because it didn't make sense to like most people who go to apply for like some sort of medical school. That's like you know, sales experience isn't really on there, but no, I think it helped in this, the, I think the getting my teeth knocked in was good for me. Um, cause I went to a small school where I was pretty successful. And so I think it helped prepare me for physical therapy school where I was now like a really small, like everybody was really, really smart. Like I was not on the above average anymore, you know, that mm. I think that was good for me to like have that rejection and prepare for that. Um, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so now I'm a physical therapist and I work with kids and babies with, um, developmental delays and disabilities. So I still go into home sometimes, but they are expecting me. Um, it's still like building that rapport with people I think is really important. And I think more than anything for us, as we already talked about us, very small town, Nebraska kids is just the, like, I know it's just the East coast, but like just the culture to like, see that there's people different from you and not everyone has the exact same beliefs and grows up the exact same. Like, I think it's just, it's, it makes it easier to be a little bit more open-minded to people who are different than you that like, they're not just wrong because they're different. And I feel like that's like a real life lesson that can everybody, you know, whether you travel or whatever, but yeah, that's brilliant. I, in, Actually, I think that's one of the first times that I don't know, you kind of get fuzzy with after 92 episodes, you're going to get fuzzy with who's mentioned what. But I think that's one of the first few times people have mentioned like that, the learning a different culture, even though it's it's within the same country. Yeah. Like it's it's a different world in Pennsylvania and in Massachusetts. 100 percent. There's no question. Right? When you knock on that many doors, you're going to see people at their worst time of their life and their best time of their life. And you're going to see great moms and terrible moms. Like you just see a 
vast number mm. that you just get to see a lot of different perspectives, mm. not just the one you grew up with. Yeah. And, and somebody, some other people have mentioned this and we've talked about this on the show, but like there's things that you learn selling books that you don't expect to learn, like in your resume building and the talking to people and communication. But like, I think it was just the last episode where you, we talked with uh, Amy and Curtis Rogers and we were talking about how you meet those parents where you're like, I am never going to be this kind of husband or this kind of father or wife or mother, right? Or, or uh, on the other hand, you meet some families, you're like, whatever you're doing, I'm going to do that yeah. for my family. Like, for this sure. is amazing, right? And so, yeah, even that exposure is is huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. good point. Yeah. Good, good. That's huge. How about you, Andrew? What about you? What are you up to? Um, what, what if Southwestern do you apply today? And do you think yeah. you'll use for your parenting, life, marriage, whatever? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a chiropractor here in Grand Island now. Um, I actually had my own office for three years, too. So I was able to kind of use those building skills to have my own business. It just ended up working out better that I had an opportunity here in Grand Island and took advantage of that. So anyway, um, we do a lot of uh, treatment plans, a lot like physical therapists. Jessica's not like the standard physical therapist. So a lot of physical therapists go through treatment plans with their patients, and so do we. And some of them can be really, really cheap plans. And so that doesn't take much. So many people that I see that have a lot of issues that can cost several thousands of dollars for them to see me. And it's like showing them the importance, creating a need, like actually connecting on a personal level. Um, I've learned a lot of that stuff from Southwestern. And so um, that I guess that stuff has really helped Huge. me. Out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you're valuable, baby. I don't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. Yeah, I love it. I really feel like you know, in a way, you learn in chiropractic or in uh, Southwestern how to actually like improve yourself in a lot of ways. You you can make other people's lives great from selling books and stuff and giving them the opportunity to learn. But um, it's really helped me because I've truly had the ability to change other people's lives and what I do too. So. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love what I do. Yeah, man. And for people out there who don't think chiropractic work is, is important. Like I know, I know there's, I was one of those skeptics until I hurt my lower back and it wasn't going to be one of those like take Advil fixes. It was like uh you, I can't stand up straight. I was literally like, mm -hmm. like I could not. And then I just decided I'm like, I didn't go to, I mean, at this point I'll try anything. Show enough, show yeah. enough. You know, I got my is back adjusted and it worked. And physical therapists and chiropractors aren't supposed to get along, but three people in my physical therapy class all married chiropractors. So, like, we're kosher, guys. It's okay. Yeah, Even right. though we fight over the same patients, it's okay. We can get along. It's yeah. Fine. But you need both. You really need yeah. both. Um, There's uh, some people that you could go to either, and so then it's just a fight over money. And so then it's that's right. mostly what it is. Is No, we do it better. You shouldn't be allowed to do that because we do it better when it's like, we can both do it. It's fine. Yeah. We can work together. People can go to us both. Yeah. And you need both. I hurt my lower back. I need a chiropractor. I hurt my quad playing soccer. I need a physical therapist. And I know I need a physical therapist because I look at my quad muscle right now and it's got like a bump on it still from like three years ago. So four, shit, no, that was like five years ago. So you do need both. Yeah. You need both. And it is not the same thing. There's a Venn diagram, sure, where yeah, they're, you know, exactly. they overlap. Exactly. Right. And you, you could go either way or you could go to both really if you could afford it. 
mm-hmm. uh, but there's definitely a need for each one and it's not to be taken lightly in any way. Like I, I've had my experience with both and I'm like, I can tell you right now from personal experience, you, it's, it's an art form to be able to do what you guys do. That's really cool. Yeah. Good for you guys. Hell yeah. You guys are awesome. So there's actually one thing I just remembered from what you just said, the, the Venn diagram, my second summer or no, my second year going into the second year, uh, we're prepping to actually like get kids recruited and stuff like that. And the very first info session that I go to, I'm sitting in the back. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> oh, um, Someone starts, oh, it was Matt Benson. Matt Benson was the one get doing the info session. And at the end, we were supposed to, you know how they like call on people from past experiences? Like, what do you feel like is one of the coolest things from Southwestern? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And he so there's out, managers in the back. There's a person yeah. in the front talking about what Southwestern is. There's a person I ever went to, and he's like, Andrew, what do you learn from, from your first summer selling books? And I wasn't paying attention at all. Wasn't expecting <laughs> him to call me out, nothing. I turn around. After talking, I was mid sentence with someone else, and I turn around. And I'm like, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. No, he said it's kind of like a pyramid. <laughs> and <it's- laughs> Instantly, it's the worst thing to say right at this point in time. Yeah. Like, literally, no one stays. <laughs> it's about to close. <laughs> yeah, no one stays for the interview process, and matt benson still doesn't let it down like everybody died laughing after they all left like what the hell is that? Like, why would that's the worst thing you could say oh like oh it's got oh god that's that's literally when when you think of things where it's like what is <laughs> like you like look, look look at the options you pause you put up a pause in the moment you put it on the screen possible answers and the, whatever the worst one was yeah that that was yeah, it that was easily the worst so unbelievable did your baby wake up yeah just is grabbing the little kiddo oh yeah well cool because we're running right into the ponytails so while while we get into ponytails or before we get into ponytails as she's grabbing him a word from our partners is that fair sounds good you guys ready for some ponytails cool cool all right well a couple things uh one we are brought to you by southwestern real estate and you know pat roach right you remember pat uh andrew yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So Pat is a stud, obviously really, really cool dude. Uh, but he created Southwestern Real Estate back in 2007. Uh, Southwestern was looking for an opportunity to get into real estate and they kind of gave him the reins. He had no idea about anything about real estate, but he kind of just used the principles that he had learned to kind of move into uh, you know, a positive role with Southwestern and, and real estate. And so he created a really amazing company where um, it's, I got to put this on the screen because he loves this. Um, it's 99% drama free. So if you guys are listening to the show and you're thinking, holy cow, this is fun. How can I get into some uh, involvement with some different sister companies, people that I can trust that I know because of the fact that they sold books. Uh, Southwestern Real Estate is a, a great option. So we have had multiple guests on the show who are currently booking or who are currently working with Southwestern Real Estate. Uh, they are a phenomenal company to be working with. They have the culture uh, the positive vibes of everything that was Southwestern, but instead of selling books, they sell homes and they do it in a good way where you can actually get into the business pretty easily. You can learn from the best. You can learn from people who are kicking ass right now. We've had uh, even this month, uh, two people already. The first two episodes of season four were, uh, uh, were Jess DeVries and uh, um, Sarah Goss. Uh, were two people, who, two agents from uh, Southwestern Real Estate who talked about their experience working there. Uh, flexible hours, the ability to be able to 
give priority to the things in your life that matter. And of course, just be part of a culture where you can have a family with the people that you work with and really enjoy being in a company that's growing and that's expanding at a massive rate. So if you guys want more information, if you sold books and you're looking for something to do, a career change that's significant, and you have even a vague interest of getting into the real estate game right now, which is currently like so lucrative, um, this is a good opportunity for you. So make sure you reach out to us. Pat is actually uh, committed to giving anybody who sold books one or more summers uh, a free, not free, an automatic interview uh, where you can kind of get more details, get into the nitty gritty of what it looks like to be part of a company that's expanding. They're in multiple states and they have no problem expanding into new states uh, as well as just helping you get into the business the right way and correctly. So regardless of where you're at in your career, if you're looking for something new to do, if you're maybe at the right spot and you're listening to this right now, make sure you reach out to us. We'll get you in touch with Pat uh, to get more information about that. We are also brought to you by Martin and Lucas, and they are DJs. These guys are looking for uh, people to bring entertainment to. So uh, I have to vouch for these two. Martin and Lucas did my wedding. I got married a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they did the Gamboa wedding. They also did the Freddy's, which is the big, it's kind of like the Oscars or Southwestern people where they celebrate all the amazing uh, outcomes and amazing performances that they had over the last summer. And they DJed both of those events. And so Martin and Lucas are the kind of people where you can trust that they're going to bring the party to you and keep uh, everybody vibing and jumping. Regardless of whether, like for me, we had a lot of Hispanic salsa music going on in our wedding. And then they also did the Freddy's, which is a little bit more techno, more EDM. But they have a variety of things that you can do. If you have an event coming up, if you have a wedding, if you have uh, any sort of requirements for music and good entertainment make sure you guys reach out to us we can get you in touch with martin and lucas really they are as far as you need to go when you're looking for anything that has to do with djing and entertaining keeping people busy and uh hype at your show or at your event um they also give a discount to anybody who uh sold books so if you are a book person and you have an event coming up they are willing to work with you and you can trust that they're going to do a great job just because you know book people it's easy to trust a little bit of that if you haven't learned that from Andrew and Jess. And so um, now we can get back into uh, some of the ponytails. Now, is Jess still with uh, with baby? Well, we kind of woke up Godzilla here. So. Oh, baby. So maybe we get time for one ponytail. Hey, hey, it's all right. Maybe he'll actually be okay if he talks to you for a second. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you want to say hi? Oh, hey, buddy. Can you say hi? Oh, my gosh. Hi. Hello. See, this is the cool part of the podcast is because this is totally chill. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at him. (laughs) Eat it back. That's right. This is is gold entertainment. We can't we can't you can't pay for entertainment. No, you never you never know what's gonna happen with a kid. Dude, isn't it wild that because you went and sold books because of that bowling alley, because you didn't quit? Yeah, now you have a child. Like literally, we have a family because of Southwestern. Honestly, like if it wasn't for that, we would never, ever have met. So, there's a sign bite. Well, it's okay if we lose Jess, you know, or if you guys got to take turns. How are we guys do that. do that? So that's okay. That's fine. Well, oh, look at him. He's trying to bribe <laughs> with cookies. Expert parents. Oh, we can with cookies. Well, let's run through some quick ponytails. If you each got a story, if you guys have like a quick. If it needs to be shorted, that's no problem. We, we're flexible because we sold books and, you know, 
I'm That's totally right. flexible. I can touch my toes right now and touch my toes. Um, and so walk us through some of the, maybe it could be a memorable story that like really impacted you. It could be a moment that really brought you to Jesus or Jesus or whoever maybe. it could be a, it could be a, a, a sizzler story, whatever, whatever you guys got. Uh, let's start with Andrew since you don't have, you don't have baby on your lap and oh, let's see how far we can get to this. If, if we get interrupted by a baby, that's okay, man. We're, it's, yeah. it's my show. We can do whatever we want with it. Sounds okay. good. Um, I don't know, man. I had a couple of things I was thinking about when uh, you talked to me about some of this stuff. Um, I guess one of them, one of them was um, it was my second summer I was selling and I got to a town that was called like Orkville or something like that. It was a small town that was like full of orcs. Basically there just, no one was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Sorry. I'm <laughs> and uh, she, uh, I had this uh, lady cop that stopped me the first day I was there. And they're like, do you have a sales permit? And I was like, definitely not. And <laughs> But I'm white. What never, can I do? <laughs> I never stopped to get one. Until I got and so I got caught. I go over there and they said it costs $500 a day to have a soliciting permit. And I said, sounds good. I'll pass. And I just go on my way and kept selling in the town because I don't know why. I just didn't seem to care. And the sheriff was called the very next day, my second day there. And uh, he wasn't even mad. He was absolutely livid. And as I was knocking on the door, the mom was interested. The sheriff pulls up behind me and I'm like, I better let you go. I'm probably going to get arrested here. And so <laughs> I literally said that. And he, he parked behind my car. He had his lights on, made sure everybody knew. And instantly throws me up against my car and handcuffs me he's like we're sending you to jail and he's like you know you know what you've done wrong i don't even need to tell you i'm gonna put you in there as long as i can i hate people like you i'm like sir do you even know what i'm doing you know i'm like i'm selling books to kids i'm trying to sell my way through school yada 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 it's like i'm not doing anything wrong you're just annoying and it pissed him off even more and he nice. threw me into the back of the cop car he threw me in jail Actually, as I was getting booked, the the uh, dispatcher was like, she whispers to me, she's like, sorry, he's an asshole. <laughs> and the other cop comes up to me, like, literally do everything that he tells you to, and I should be able to get you out of this. The other cop told me this. I'm like, holy crap. So this is just a dude that's just a jerk. He's trying to, like. One guy that I didn't want to run who I ran into. And. I waited there for two hours, three hours, like in the lobby. He didn't throw me in jail, technically, I guess. And he came over and he talked, told me that he's like, if I ever see you again, I will handcuff you and throw you in jail myself. I'm like, all right, that seems like a fair enough warning. And I didn't actually go back there. So that's sketch, though. Yeah. Now, there is another story that I had, but I, I don't know. Maybe a little more PG thirteen, but yeah, let's do it, dude. This is R rated. There's let's no around like some of the yeah. So no, dude, no, literally. Please be as detailed as you can be. This is <laughs> not a polished. This is not a polished podcast. That's true. That's nobody, true. nobody listens to the Ponytails podcast for polished stories and PC content. That's a good point. So we say we say, we say all the words here. I had um I had a good lead knowing that I was going to a house that was probably going to buy kind of thing. I had a lot of uh, names that they knew, so I threw all of them out instantly. 
uh, sat down and found out it was a single mom with a couple kids. She's really nice. And she's like, honestly, I'm a single mom. I'm working two jobs. I cannot afford to pay today. And she's like, I promise you, though, I'll do everything in my power to save up the money so that when you come back at the end of the summer that you can I'll, I'll buy the books from you because the kids loved them. They absolutely loved them. And I was like, all right, I'll throw you a bone. I'll do it. And I'll come back at the end of the summer. I, I gave the card, uh, came back and she's like, well, I knew you were coming, but I tell you what, there's one thing I didn't do and that's save any money. She's like, but there's another way I can repay you. And I was like, uh, she's like, you know, obviously, you know, and I'm, I'm like this small town kid from she Nebraska. Sex. She, she meant sex. She I'll say it. She meant sex. And I was like, I, that's how I, babies are made, buddy. Sorry. So anyway, I was just like, I cannot. Not my random door salesman, but yes. I cannot do it. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. Can you take, how about, how about, can you take one volume library? <laughs> she's like trying to have sex with me and i'm like how about his one volume library you pay for she's like i'll do that for a back massage oh my god <laughs> when i said i can't do this i pack up my stuff and as i'm getting ready to walk out her friend walks in and i'm like what the hell were you trying to do i personally think she was trying to get me caught to get thrown in jail or something like that but incredible that was probably one of the craziest things. But the last, I had one more story. Yeah. More than I do. It's ponytails, baby. Let's this do is it. the other way around, actually. This is probably the craziest I ever was. So my third summer. Uh, um, <laughs> Just was like, what? I sold... <laughs> something like 4,800 units or something like that. I was just a little bit under 5,000. And that's like $25,000, $30,000 profit for people who are listening. Yeah. Yeah. And I was having a delivery week from hell. My solids, my weeks, uh, customers, all of them were like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't want these. And I was just losing my mind because I was losing all this money. And this one family who promised me they'd buy the books, I went to them on purpose to see them to, to sell the, uh, to give them the books. They, they cold shouldered me three times in a row. They didn't answer. And I lost my mind. The third time I went there, I came from an hour away to give it to get the books to them. And I knew they were home because I saw them turn off the lights. And I went around their house, knocking on all their windows and basically going like, I know you're in there, you know. <laughs> and I got, after I got back in my car, I'm like, I really hope she called the cops on me because after I like calmed down, I was so pissed. That I'm like, I know I would have called the cops. I <laughs> straight story movie. I, I yeah, it wasn't a good. Deal. You're you're that family story. They have a story that they tell every yeah. every summer. You're that yeah. Or like the next book kid that went to that door. Oh, <laughs> he got he got a piece. Oh, I mean, oh, or she. That was my he biggest got... screw up in three years. That for sure was my biggest screw up. Wow. Just yeah. going around the back yelling at people, hey, get me my money. Because <laughs> yeah. that seems almost mafia-ish, where you're like, where's my bit. money? You're like, just like, you tall up a hammer. Yeah. You're like, give me your money. Like you're <laughs> Actually, I brought a hammer with me. Yeah. Yeah. A mallet. <laughs> Break some knees. Oh, those are a couple of mine anyway. So yeah. Those are some good ponytails. I appreciate those, sir. 
I appreciate those, sir. No pressure on you, Jess, but did um, you ever get offered? I, I did not. I did not. <laughs> I never got arrested. So sorry. And I didn't like try to break into someone's house who wouldn't pay. Um, I don't feel like I have any like super crazy, super funny. I wrecked a lot of cars. I hit a lot of stuff. I did. What about when the one when you like still knocked on the door? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. No. Well, the worst, well, I totaled my car my first summer. I hit a lot of stuff every other summer. Um, I literally told everyone when they followed me, it was like my spiel because I had to set the expectation low because I felt like I had to like sell when people were with me. But I was like, we're going to work hard. We're going to have fun, but we might not sell anything. Is that okay with you? And then I always told them, I was like, we might run into some stuff, but I promise I won't kill you because my cars got beat up. The worst <laughs> one was, I was really sick. I was like blacking out at the end, like knocking on doors. It was like getting black. I was like, I need it to be nine o'clock because I need to go home because this is not safe. And then the next day when I woke up to like run to the cold shower, like I fell down, like blacked out. And I was like, and my roommate, it was a first year. She's like, I don't think you're okay. Like I know you're <laughs> day, but I don't think you're good. <laughs> And so I called Atchison. He was like, yeah, I know. Like sometimes your body just gets run down. He's like, I feel like a lot of times I got sick when I was there. And so I went to the hospital and they thought I might have West Nile. I didn't. Oh, the next morning when I was going to the breakfast place, there was a mosquito in my car. And I lost it trying to kill that mosquito because I was like, you made me sick. Like, you did it to me. And so I smashed into a guardrail. And I roll into the breakfast place. I was like, oh, JC, like, I hit a guardrail on the way here. She's like, oh, the one right by our host family, like, on this and this street? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, I've hit it, like, five times. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, first of all, what? Second of all, I'm like, I think I hit it harder than you. And she came and looked at my car and she's like, Oh wow, yeah, you definitely hit it way harder than me. But like it got to where like I couldn't really open that door. Like somebody had to like crank it open because it like crunched when it opened. But that was probably the funniest thing I hit just because I was trying to kill a mosquito, which I didn't even have West Nile. Dude, the but... same the same car. She she parked it in the winter in a snowdrift and pulled the bumper off. Okay. The next like uh, that next summer, another vehicle sideswiped her on the highway. They tried to pass me on the right side of the road when it was one broke lane. off her, her rear view mirror. Like her car looked totaled and she still drove it. Like it's a book. It was a book car. It was a book it's car. a book car. Yeah. Yeah. Total never, book move. TBM. I hit so much stuff. So I got a bad rap, I think, for being a bad driver. But I've never been in an accident outside of that, except for when I was in Nebraska. If you live a ways away from school, you can drive when you're 14. And I was 14 and it was on snow and someone backed into me and it was like proven they had to pay for everything. It was 100% their fault. But I've never been in another accident except the book field. I hit everything, everything. It just, it was bad. Mailboxes. Uh, yeah. Just, they should have made that a rule you, that you can't get in car accidents. And then I would have, you know, maybe drove carefuler, but. You, I mean, I hit a couple of mailboxes. I got a couple of dinks in my car because of, because yeah, of things. Yeah. Of you know, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. You're you're thousands of doors, man. Like, eh, it's, we'll forgive you for it. That's right. But as for like big pony store, I never sold like the bag. I never even tried to sell the bag because in my mind, like people just wouldn't spend that much money. Um, so I never had like a huge like pony family where they they would have just taken everything. But probably my like biggest like pony for me, as like you've already heard, such a rule follower, such a like kind of a goody goody. That that third summer, 
those mass holes. I was right outside of Boston. It was depending who you ask, the number one or number two school in Massachusetts, which Massachusetts is already like really well academically known. What was it called? Um, Acton. Some oh, I sold an Andover, and they always claim to be the number one too because they're like seventy five percent graduation rate. Yeah, but it was between yours and mine. Probably <laughs> sounds like. Yeah. And they, I mean, I sold to professors at Harvard. Lots of people that worked yeah. at MIT. Yep. Like, yeah. Say, oh yes, I, I, I'm so with you, girl. Well, on yeah. a daily basis, those people just treated me like I was an idiot and just trash. And I'm like, I'm smart. Like I swear. So they just beat me down on a very regular basis. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but they would let me in because I had a good approach and it was about school. So like they cared about school. And then when they found out what it was, they're like, oh, we don't need that. We're too smart for that. And they would literally oh, yeah. walk up, leave me in their living room to just pack up my stuff by myself. Just leave the room and leave me in their house. I was like, if I was a meaner person, I could have stole so much stuff. Because <laughs> it was like probably a day, a it was a very regular thing for me to just get left in someone's house and they would go to another room. Yeah. So it was just like getting beat down and beat down. And so it was towards the end of my, toward the end of my third summer. Some sound effects here from Miles. Hey, that's fine. That I was, you got kids. I was knocking on this door and it was a dad. And I start giving my spiel and he pulls out his computer and is like typing. I was like, of course, he can't even listen to me. Like he's so above me. He can't even listen to my talk. Like I was already getting annoyed. And he turns his computer around. It's Southwestern Truth. And he was like, you need to not do this. Like, this is a scam. Like, I'm looking out for you. And I was like, it's not a scam. This is my third summer doing this. Like, I know what I'm doing. All these people bought. And I kept like trying to go back and forth with him. Like, <clears throat> and then finally, because he just wouldn't listen to me because he knew he was right. I finally looked at him and I was like, in the last two months, I've made $30,000. All of these people have bought books for me. You're clearly not going to, but there's a bunch of people that are. So I'm going to go to one of them and left. And it was just so out of my like character to like tell somebody off but it felt good to just like yeah stick it to someone like no, no i'm not dumb no i get it every day. <laughs> he gets it all the time yeah no. <laughs> you're the scapegoat you can thank you're that guy. Guy. <laughs> i could do it you know personal pony that's that's so it's relatable to be honest with you, because because it's like, dude, I'm selling books to kids. What are you so? Up? It it was always so funny, especially selling Massachusetts. You really get this, and I, I I I don't know, man. I haven't sold in every state, so I can't say this definitively. Definitively, but I have sold in several states, especially because New England is so small, and you can really tell the difference. Like when you go to New Hampshire, it's a whole different vibe. Yeah. New York, uh, but Massachusetts has got to have some of the worst, like. Mm -hmm. people uh, not in a character standpoint but worse people to go so door to door to let me clear that i'm yeah, sure they're great humans them. and they are great Mass people this is a real thing they care oh they're proud of it education, but yeah. they are rude and mean. they are oh man you. i i told the story i told the story in another episode but there was a guy that like basically long story short his kids went to phillips exeter and andover which it's like 50 grand a year for high school to go to the school and he wrote a check out for 4500 bucks which is what he pays monthly right that adds up uh <clears throat> and he's like this is so much i pay for my kids to go to school what the hell do i need you i didn't say hell he said the f word and i'm avoiding the f word because your child's in with hearing <laughs> but but he like was like what the do i need you for and i'm like I'm inside his house and he did that. He wrote that check in front of my face Holy and he showed God. it to me 
and then he kicked me out of his house and i was like he didn't, give, so... you he didn't give you the check no he wrote he wrote he wrote check. phillips exeter andover forty five hundred dollars signed it ripped it and he goes this is how much i pay for my kids schooling what do i need your books for get out of my house and i was like it was so rude that you almost respect that you're like wow yeah, just the rudeness was That's like, incredible. and just the like, you're such a peon of a person, like, vibe. oh, you're the worst, you're the scum of the earth. Yeah, it, it really, like, I mean, it makes you kind of grow up a little bit, you know, and it helps you see to not take your I, because of that guy. I'm like, I'm never gonna treat someone like this. Like, in my life, I live in Portland, man, there's homeless people next door, which I guess you can't even really call it a door next tense, like, right? There's a person. Literally, that sits outside my house and yells because he's on drugs or something. And in my head, I'm like, I'm no better than that guy because of my experience selling books. Right. Because you learn that you're like, never in my life am yeah. I ever going to treat someone so shittily. Sorry. No, so yeah, garbage like to make them feel like they're a lesser class or a lesser being where like, who am I to judge their that guy, he probably does drugs. I don't know, but I don't even blame him. I'm like, honestly, dude, I get it. Like, life, it can be shit wall to wall, and sometimes it's not, and it's okay. But I get, I get it, and I'm not better than you, and you're not better than me. We're just living the experience, and Absolutely. it's part of like being a human being is sometimes you deal with some stuff. But no matter what, sold books though, man. I think all of us <laughs> had those times in our careers selling that were like. A humbling experience. We're like, you know what? Things could be worse. Or this actually does hit home for me or whatever it might be that kind of like gives you that aha moment. You know, I had plenty of those. So, yeah. 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 And that's really what what helps you. You know, that's why when, when Carissa said she didn't, she says she didn't recognize you after your first summer. Maybe it had to do with the fact you were skinnier, but it maybe it had to do with the fact that you saw the world. I think that's what it does is in three months, you kind of get to see, because you go to so many doors, you see the height of heights. You, I mean, we all have that story where we knocked on this giant house and they were super rich and they were super nice and they were super humble. And then they were super rich and they were jerks or they were poor and they were jerks and they were poor and they were rich. And then everything in between black, white, orange, gay, straight, whatever. And you met all of these humans and you're like, Oh, people are people. And we're all going through the hardest thing that we've been through, even on this side of the door or on your side of the door. And it's not your job or my job to judge it either way. It's just, we're just going through it exactly. and it's okay. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. So damn good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Love this it. has been fun guys. Oh man, good episode. Let's go. So my son ate absolutely nothing for lunch today because I, I don't know if he's a little under the weather or what, but he just in that little time that he's been awake has almost ate a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies while we've been talking. There you go. There's a full circle in there somewhere about Girl Scout cookies, door to door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Selling. <laughs> yeah, something. Something about oh, man. Man, well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. Um, I yeah. appreciate you guys being on here. I hope you guys had a good time. Yeah, yeah we did. Sure. It was good. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah, this was good. I'm glad you guys did this. Uh, Brugman, I'll catch you on uh, Fortnite. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, nerds night, you know, <laughs> uh, for sure. Hector, if you're still listening, we're probably going to play later. Um, just kidding. I'm just, I just wanted to throw that out there because you said not too much on that. So. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, maybe so, say that we play games together or something. Everyone said, well, actually, that's a funny story, but that's a story for another time. Um, and so on that note, hey guys, thank you so much. 
a uh, couple one last thing i'll close this with this uh word from our last partner or not southwestern real estate boom uh and my energy solar company and they're awesome i've worked with them before i'm wearing their hat right now check out this sweet isn't this a sweet hat it hides my baldness but uh yeah if you guys are looking for something to do uh and real estate didn't sound good and pest control didn't sound good definitely solar is the way to go then otherwise what else are you doing with your life just get off your couch go knock on some doors and go make some money with solar i have made quite a decent amount going uh door to door with uh and my energy. So I'm talking from a personal experience. If you want to work with a company that's really cool, Julio Hernandez is the guy that's setting up this company for fun for people who sell books. And so if you haven't gone solar, you should. Um, and if you want to go help people find a way to do so and save some money, uh, reach out to us. We can help you get set up with that. Alex Black uh, was on the show. He is crushing it right now in the business. And it's actually the Wild Wild West. So for people who sell books, it's kind of like a no brainer. So make sure to reach out to us. We'll get you in touch with, uh, with Julio to make sure that you uh, can get set up for a career with Enlight Energy. Phenomenal company. Can't say more than good things about them. They're incredible. So on that note, we have been with Andrew and Jess Brugman. Guys, oh, so much for fun. Three summers of stories and a cool little baby to talk about. Imagine the world, the life that you would have if you hadn't done something this crazy. Uh, and because of that, here we are. It's so cool to meet him. And you have your, when's your, when's your next one due? Uh, in June. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so exciting. Well, so exciting. Me. Yeah. I'm going to cry for you. I'll be like, oh, it's a girl. It's a birthing individual. Oh my God. It's so, it's so, adorable. <laughs> so, so adorable. Um, any last words, any last thoughts, anything, last thing you guys want to say, or should I just close this thing out? No, I appreciate it, man. I think it was good to reminisce a little bit. It brings me back. It was, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. So cool. And it's good to catch up with you guys. Jess, love you lots. We've had conversations galore. Uh, of the times I was hanging out with you at your house and uh, Brugman, of course, during no times uh, here and there, Sprite Clipane playing some some uh, video games. But I again, I really do appreciate you guys uh, being on here and taking some time out of your day, especially on a Sunday. It's really cool that you guys did this. And hopefully you guys keep listening. Uh, make sure you uh, tune in for some new episodes coming up. Obviously, we have episodes booked out. We have some really cool people coming up on the on the on the on the on the schedule. Uh, make sure. Hi, buddy. Thanks for waving. <laughs> we'll see you later. Uh, make sure you tune in, subscribe, like us on YouTube. And if you want more information on Bizzler, August 15th through the 19th, we're going to Cancun, Mexico, staying at a five-star resort, doing a cool, bunch of cool stuff. And so on that note, my name is Andres Gamboa. This has been the Pony Sales Podcast, episode number 92. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Bye, everybody. See ya. Boom. Here we go. And that. <laughs>